Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come to get your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy. Delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. Yo, yo, What's Tommy. What's up? How are, are you, mate? You? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm good, but I could be better. Could you be better? <laughs> you could be better. <laughs> we, we just Tommy. had a, a moment of Wonder Woman before the show for some reason. I don't know why. Just a bit of love for Pedro Pascal. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Tommy, I got something to tell you. And oh, I'm not please. sure if you know about it. What? It's coming home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like to uh, amp you guys up so that when it actually does not come uh, home. Well, that's a problem, right? <laughs> it's that's the problem. Great. You do realize that it's coming home is so steeped in irony because we it, just know that it's not it, going to. Is it or? No. Is it just you Italy, saying that as a defense Italy, mechanism to really just handle the fact that, you know, nope. it's probably not going to come it's, home. It's not. That's what I'm saying to you. But you did. We know but it's you not did believe home. it. Nah, we've never believed you it. You believed it in we've the World never Cup. Believed you believed it. it in the World Cup. You no, did. France are the best team in the world. You we believed never it. believed it. You had belief. And uh, now it's turned into a defense mechanism I don't where know you if doubt yourself Look, I don't know if you don't want me. to self-fulfill the prophecy. I don't know if it's just me, but when it does eventually come home in like 30, 40 years time, it will be a surprise to even me. Like I don't, <laughs> I, I just don't think it's going to happen. But we do have a good side. What can well, I say? We, we We're agreed. not a sports podcast. We agreed on We're we not talking about that. the England football team. How are uh, you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've been, uh, you know, I haven't been, to be honest, I have I didn't get to watch some good stuff this week because we we implemented your rule where we get to do multiple vetoes and things and uh, oh me and my partner so we well ex- explain explain this for so the yeah so like let me give you a bit of a background so yeah Gail and I are always struggling to pick a film yep uh, we argue a lot it's always oh who you got to watch it last I oh, got to choose it you chose the last one no one really agrees the classic relationship um, qualms. yeah you know and so we've implemented Tommy um, and his partners. Uh, rule of just you can't you can't, can't say it. anything can't you, just, you just switch off one on one and you just veto you can't there's there's no vetoing i mean you cannot veto exactly so, so basically uh, if you suggest a movie yeah the other and it's your turn the you other person gotta, can't say no you they just, just, you just have it. to watch it you just gotta deal with i've it. watched some absolute garbage but then i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure my partner <laughs> feels the same about some of the shit i make her watch for sure but i've implemented a sub rule okay where mm. if it's if mm. it's an objectively bad movie no. Which you no no just wait wait till you hear it. Which you both kind of you know agree on. You don't stop watching it. You can keep pushing through, but you're allowed to kind of do something else as it's on. So you'll be watching something on your iPad or something. Not not watching something on my iPad. I might be like on my iPad right, as right, I right. watch. Okay. If it's if I'm halfway through the movie and I'm like yeah this is objectively bad, and like I'm not into it, I don't judge her if she stops paying attention. She doesn't judge me. She that's, hasn't fully bought into this rule yet, but that's uh, kind of fair enough. Oh, anyway. by the by the way, uh, for anyone who is interested, there are time codes in the description of this episode. So if you just want to listen to us talk nonsense about our days, yeah, skip. You can do that for the first five minutes. Skip but it. if you want to hear us talk about our main topic, we w- you will be able to skip to that straight away. Uh, but that's a great rule. That's what we do. Um, yeah, yeah. So, we, but but that that rule backfired as you. Yeah, as, well, as anyway, we told you. Anyway, so, good on paper is well, not a good movie. Well, <laughs> it's not for, good on paper. For my example. Um, yeah. Me and, me and my partner, we were watching a movie, and it was her choice. And she thought, by the title screen, that we were watching for, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, yes. Which, objectively, very fucking funny film. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. It's a good movie. It's hilarious. Uh, and we were wa- and I was, I was t- I've seen that movie a bunch of times, so I know, what, I know that movie. But I thought, you know, maybe, maybe she assumed, maybe, maybe she, what we were watching was what she thought it was. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll carry on. And I get half an hour, and I'm like, 
this isn't forgetting Sarah Marshall. You know that, right? And she's like, oh, God, it's not. And we're watching this couple's Had therapy movie. Had she seen movie. it before? Yeah, I, I think she had. I think she just got it confused and then just wasn't mm. paying enough attention to think about it. And we got to the end and I was like, what the fuck have we just watched? <laughs> and it was the worst movie. Never watched you, Couples Retreat. I'm telling you, that is a famously bad movie. Vince but Vaughan. good on paper is, is no. probably worse. I, I, li- I like that you're taking on the, rule, the rules yeah. though. The rules are a good, um, a good way to go about it. Well, what else? What, if, what, what have you been watching? What have you been up to? What have you been outside of uh, the... Uh, you know, just... Outside of the Euros, which we're not... We're yeah, not a to be podcast. fair, we have, been, we have been watching a lot of the Euros. Getting yeah, up early in lockdown. Not much else to do. Uh, losing losing punts. That's that's what else yeah. I've been up to. Oh, losing consistently Gam- losing. Yeah, gambling shots. Um, I watched Trial by Fire, which was another one of uh, huh. my partner's selections. This one was better, although very fucking depressing. What's that about? It's about a guy on death row. That's all you really. Speaking of depressing and death row, we yeah. watched uh, Just Mercy this week. Oh, uh, okay, which another is, one. Which is um, death row movies Michael lately. B. Jordan. Yeah, and yeah, Jamie like, Foxx. There's like three on Netflix right now. Yeah, is that one the Green good. Mile and then Trial by Fire? Yeah, like, Jesus, how much great. of this do we need to fucking watch? It's depressing. Ass. Watch, it, it is a bit depressing. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's a, a very good watch. I really enjoyed it. It's a bit. Which one? Mercy? Too, just Mercy. It's yeah. a bit too long. I, I liked it too. I think they could have cut out a few bits. Well, it's better than I think Trial by Fire in okay. the sense that they're both really good, but Just Mercy, you get out of the prison at times. Right? Uh, like you fall. How so? I mean, like you follow the lawyer and his like progression to becoming a lawyer and, and deciding to go from like Columbia, is it or Harvard? I forgot what you said it was called. Anyway, but like you're not just kind of. St- it feels like trial by fire. Like the majority of the time is spent in the prison. I was like, fuck, this is just. There's no rela- <laughs> relief <laughs> from this like <laughs> ominous place. Anyway, 2018, um, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the I like the guy that is the I'm lead. To... He's uh, what else is Jack he? O- Jack O'Connell? Yeah, he's also uh. uh in Unbroken. Godless, and, oh, yeah. and he plays what is his name? Fuck, I don't know. Godless, I've never seen. Godless it. is a Netflix western. Okay, um, original Roy series. Good, good, Roy Good Roy plays good. Roy Good. <laughs> you ain't housing Roy Good, are you? <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> that's so weird. Why was that so creepy at the end? It's fucking because it's the way the guy says it. Oh God, that's real. He's like creepy. a creepy, like religious guy. Roy Good. Oh, it sounds like something out of uh out of Red Dead Redemption 2. Anyway. It's a bit too be. weird. Uh, then I also had to watch Luca because I had watched, uh, I basically made Gail yeah. watch three of the Bourne series in a uh, row. So I was like, all right, you get three movies. in a row. And so I had, we watched Luca, we watched Trial by How Fire. How is Luca? I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, the Disney one, it is, you know, it's, look, it's enjoyable, but it's okay. not a top, it's not even top 20 so Disney for me. Is it, is it Pixar? I think it is Pixar. It's animated. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. They've gone a bit downhill recently, I think. I liked Soul. Yeah, Soul was, that meant was to be really good. good. Uh, I'm just it's interesting you said that cuz Luca just popped up on my thing as we were talking. Mm. Um but that's a that's a good couple of movies. How about you? What have I been watching? Uh obviously like I say The Euros and Just Mercy, both very good. Have continued my slow methodical watch through of The Witcher. Yeah. You know what? I think with zero expectations I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, you had the whole recast Yennefer 
texts yeah, these I did. We all have one of those. <laughs> I just, I just a, text Dre <laughs> last night saying, uh, hashtag recast Yennefer that's for a, just the, no reason. It's a standard, you know, thing to text as you yeah, rewatch The Witcher. 10.30 at night, yeah. yeah. I actually don't think she is as bad as her character arc just was written. Like, she could have been mm. a fine actress as Yennefer. She's not my first choice. Look, we're not going to do this because we're going to do an episode later. I, I know, think, but I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and say I think she's just a bad actress. Okay. And the other thing we watched in our, yeah, in, our, in our walkthrough of um, uh, the MCU, finally got to watching Captain America Civil War. And, oh, my God, it's still my favorite. I... <laughs> Bloody love that movie. It's so good. Don't shut up about this movie. Oh, so you, what? You've, you've talked about this movie at least on five of these podcasts, at least. It is your favorite one. Yeah, maybe. It must but, be. Yeah, maybe. But it must not, be. Not, it's part of the, wa- the, the watch through. We finally, we finally yeah, got yeah, I that. get it. I get it. What's, what's you've talked about like being excited to get to it. Yes. Many yes. times. Well, what's well. interesting is from here, it goes, the MCU is a bit weird, doesn't it? There's, you've got Thor Ragnarok, you've got Doctor Strange. You've obviously got Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Weird. So Those are like my three favorites. Well, yeah. <laughs> but if but if, if partner didn't didn't necessarily like the weird stuff in Guardians or like, you know, that sort of overblown space stuff, maybe it's not going to be for her. Well, she doesn't get veto privileges. So well, she doesn't. No. <laughs> but then we're going to get we're going to get Infinity War and everything's going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did I I watched Jack Irish season 2. I burned You were talking about it. that. You I burned through really the second season. It wasn't as good as the first, but I just like the characters, man. Okay. They're good. Like it's it is a good little sub like uh what's the word? Lens into Aussie culture for like someone who hasn't seen it. And Aussie pub culture and uh you know, footy culture in like a good dramatic setting. Is it really? Is I, I, it's, I'd, I would say it's worth watching if you're into this style of, uh, you know, just like detective kind of show. <laughs> I just I just had to type Jack Irish. Not Ar- CSI. I just had to type in Jack Irish into IMDb. And the f- funnily enough, the first thing that came up was Ja Rule. I'm like, what? Ja Why would I be looking for Ja Rule? I actually don't know what it's rated. I'm, I haven't looked. I'm going to look for you now. Uh, it's rated 7.8. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's there you it's go. your boy Guy Pierce. We've talked I, about him a couple of times. Fuck, I love that. I backed my. I, I you backed, backed a show without looking at the critical ratings. You. Based off my gut. Based off your gut. Anyway. Well, I mean, that's some pretty pretty fun things to be watching, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why don't we then shimmy on into Have You Heard? I, I'm um, shimmying. Can you, can you see a, it? my voice i'm doing a little shimmy let's shimmy on into have you heard did you hear this week that amazon's the lord of the rings series uh is still filming apparently it's been going for a long time now uh despite production being going on for over a year and one of the actors benjamin walker who i don't actually know he came out and said um they just don't know when it's going to be finished so seems uh, like a big large waste of money it's it could easily be. It's been delayed a couple of times. Obviously, you know, the big C-19 got in the way. Um, and there's been a few different bits. And uh, the product, uh, uh, there's a quote There's a quote here. This is from I, uh, I-N... Am I saying it right? I-N-G? That's I-N-G. right, isn't it? I-N-G. I-N-G. I-G-N. I-G-N. Oh, my God. I-G-N says the production of Lord Ing. of the Rings... I-N. Oh, my God. I-N-G. Ing. I just, just leave me alone, man. Ing.com. It's been a really long day. The production of the Lord of the Rings series has been has been reported to be budgeted as high as one billion dollars that's how, too much money for a tv series know how you make money on that you don't yeah like how do you make money on that you don't you don't speaking of things filming did you hear this week that uh black panda wakanda forever has started filming and interesting yeah no well, there's not been much about that no nothing nothing really at all they obviously had to change They've had to change tax. Uh, like that's a big like because that was going to be a big part of the next phase. So yeah. it's like I wonder what they 
had to do. Like, it was a billion dollar movie. I wonder what movie. they were pl- like planning to do. And now I'd what love they want. to know what they were planning. But I don't yeah. think they'll ever Probably. come out and say what they were planning to do with that character. They were obviously going to do a second movie, but like, yeah. it's interesting. It's very interesting to see where they go with that. I'd love to see more of Shuri. I thought she was a really, yeah, uh, a really interesting character who had a lot more to give than she was maybe maybe given in the first couple of movies. Do you know? Yeah, that's fair. Did you enjoy the first Black Panther movie? I did. I thought it was a little overhyped, but I liked it. I kind of agree. Um, I didn't really understand why Martin Freeman needed to be there. It's almost like just chuck a white guy in for the sake of it. Like, what? Why was he there? Who? Ma- Martin Freeman, the Hobbit. Was he in it? Yeah, exactly. He's such a forgettable I character. I don't remember that. He was also in Civil War, just because you know yeah. I like him as a character. Um, yeah, because he had to be taken to Wakanda to be. I don't know. He got hurt somehow and. Mm. They fixed him. I can't remember. Mm. I, don't, I don't remember all the things. All right? the things, yeah. All the things. Well, a couple of bits of news. And we'll, I'll, 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 be, I'll be brief. Um, we'll end on a sad one. Um, there, there was a, a potential <laughs> leak of the new Spider-Man outfit for No Way Home. It... I don't know why, but I... Stop changing it. The classic Spider-Man outfit's great. Well, they're making him like little Iron Man boy. I don't want that, though. I know you don't. I want the classic. Um, did you see that we were... So, spoiler, we were going to do... The Tomorrow War uh, <laughs> as a yeah. as an episode, and I, yeah. I vetoed it because we don't we do have veto privileges. Mm. Um, anyway, well, at least you do when you start I doing did. things to the podcast. The, so. the Tomorrow War review on IGN, I just saw. Yeah, give it. What do you think it is? Three, po- three out of ten. I had the same. It is literally. I had the same three. screenshot. <laughs> it however, is literally three. however, you say that I I I what you know in, in preparation for this, I went and looked what it was on the other sites, and yeah. IMDb has it at six point seven. So it's probably not that bad. Yeah. But the actress I really like. She's from a bunch of stuff. Who but, is she? Uh, she? What's she in? Uh, Chuck, a bunch of old shows. From okay. The 90s. Anyway. Well, you had a piece of news about Spider-Man. Speaking of Spider-Man. I did. Uh, Tom Holland and yeah. Zendaya. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya, Zendaya. Are confirmed as dating after oh my God. a car makeout session. God, I feel like I'm on like E! News right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. She's much taller than How did than you him. hear about this? That's interesting. Go, is it? Good for you, Tom. Is it? Good for you. I, I've got a thing about dating tall girls. It's something I just can't do. I don't well, know that's why. what I'm saying. Like I'm, Some men are I'm, intimidated I'm, by it. I am. That's what I'm saying. I'm just intimidated by the whole, one of them. whole thing you, of it. You can see the overcompensation in the bicep veins. <laughs> All right. Um, Tom Holland or me? Uh, both. Did you see it that? It all adds Did you up. see that pretty funny skit that was out this week? And it was um, uh, Chris Pratt was on some US TV show. And Tom Holland, it's been doing the rounds on Instagram and Tom Holland's like in the crowd pretending to ask a question. And he's like, who's your favorite actor? And he's like, he's like Denzel Washington. And then Tom Holland goes, your favorite actor whose name starts with Tom. And he's like, <laughs> Tom Hanks. And he's like, who's British? He's like, uh, Tom Hardy. Anyway, <laughs> try younger. And he went, Hiddleston. He's like, ah, God. Uh, it's, so, <laughs> it's so good. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, that's, int- I mean, like, like, I'm surprised more like kids who meet on set don't end up dating. A lot dating. of them do. Like you look at, well, That's apparently. That was in well, but. Well, apparently Emma Watson and uh, the dude who played Draco Malfoy had a thing on the Did set. Did they? Or they, they were like, they, they fancied each other. That. I've That's one I've heard. It's, it's weird you don't hear more I about mean, it. I mean, you just grow up, like you're yeah. both out of your element and there's someone who's going through it with you. Could so. you imagine? Um, I couldn't even imagine the whole yeah. scenario. Well, you, you picked me to the, the news about Chris Pratt's new movie, but. They have also, speaking of starting filming, apparently they've begun filming the HBO's The Last of Us. Now, plug, plug, plug for one of our other episodes. Go back and listen to our Last of Us episode. That show looks like it's going to be shamazing. It should be. Well, it's got Pedro Pascal. It should be. 
It couldn't be better. I, you know, I, I we've talked about it. I've, I've talked about it on that episode, so I'll yeah. let you link it. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm nervous about Pedro, You're but nervous. I'm hopeful that he'll, he'll prove me wrong. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see it regardless. Well, yeah. two then final bits of news before we wrap up. The first one is uh, Quentin Tarantino has been speaking, and this is on our Instagram, by the way. Put our Instagram at the pod at Podcast Assemble. You can find us. And for any new listeners from there, welcome. Nice to have you. I think we should probably say things like that <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> rather than halfway through. Uh, but he's been speaking about his tenth and apparently final movie. Um, he was asked for some reason if he would put in the title card if he would call it his final movie because he says the fifth movie in the Tarantino yeah. mythology or whatever. And he just basically said he, he never he, he hates to miss an opportunity to, to mythologize himself, which I think is very Tarantino thing he, to say. He do, he, I mean, like, he, he totally he thinks it. about his career as, like, a, like he, it's a story in, its still, in itself. Yeah. Like, it's like, the, it's like a movie movies, about yeah. his movies. You yes. know what I mean? He thinks about it like that. It's like there are movies... With, like the, the, the big theory about Tarantino movies is that some of the movies in there are movies from within other movies. So, like, for example, Kill Bill is supposed to be a movie that you would watch if you were in the Pulp Fiction universe, I think. So it's mm. a bit, it's very um it's very Disney Pixar. It's like everything is linked in a, in a weird way. But it's almost like he thinks of his life as like being within one of these crazy movies, you know? Yeah, it's pretty lame that he put an actual number on it, but like that's his thing. Ten, he wants to do yeah. ten and ten and done. I think he might weasel like a part two out of well, one. like you know, he has also talked about wanting to go Bill. back and yeah. remake Reservoir Dogs. No, no, they say Kill Bill Three might be his final movie. That's the, what he was See, talking like, about. See, like he, I think on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast, he indicated like that. It, of course, you've listened to that. That it wouldn't be like he would count that as almost one. Interesting. Kill Bill One, Kill Bill Two, because right now Kill Bill One and Kill Bill Two, he counts as one. Does he? Yeah. I did not know that. otherwise he'd already be at 10, I think. Did not know that. That's yeah. really interesting. Um, so if he remade Reservoir Dogs, he would just see that as, he, a, as I, he, one. There's been jokes about that. He says that he's probably not going to do it. I'd like to on see the, it. On the Tarantino. Like he, he was legitimate. And on the podcast with Joe Rogan, he's like, nah, I don't think I will anymore. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I would. Um, okay, final piece of news then before we move on. Did you hear this week the very, very sad news of one of our favorite directors, Superman, the original Superman movie director, uh, Richard Donner, passed away this Monday, age 91. I did not. Very sad. Hail uh, fellow, well met. Well, we all know that that first Superman movie is the gold standard for Superman movies. And he was torn away from the second one, mm -hmm. which, you know, not a very nice thing to do. You can uh, read you can and watch hear the about Donner that cut. in one of our podcasts as well, I think. We did talk a little bit about it. Yeah. I think that's a bonus episode it now. It is a bonus episode. It's only the real ones now. Uh, only the real ones. <laughs> only the real ones. We talk about the Donner. Well, the Donner cut of the second movie is out there to watch. You can buy that on, on Dived or Blu-ray, um, whichever you want to buy it on, apparently. And apparently it's really good. Mm -hmm. It's different. It makes some changes, which, you know, is a good thing, I think. I think speaking of um, dramatic passings away, that's, a, that's possibly the worst segue. <laughs> anyone. Was it dramatic? Anyone. I don't know if it was dramatic. <laughs> I hope not. Poor guy was 91. He died in his sleep. Uh, we shouldn't laugh at that. I, I do apologize. Dramatic. It, the only segue I could think of was we didn't we didn't talk about Loki last week and the end of the episode yeah, was, was him quite good. Appar apparently being killed. So yes. look, spoilers for Loki episodes, what now, four and five? I think we're on to five, yeah. Let's just go for it, man. What did you think? Uh, it was good, man. It was a good episode. Like it's it's getting back into like the classic Marvel like ending, you know, where they go and fight the big bad, the bad baddie. Guy. But uh, 
it's been enjoy it's been an enjoyable ride up until that yeah, point and i really think it, i think it will end with more questions than answers as well you think i think so more questions than answers sorry Mumbled Wait, what did it. you say? I think I mumbled or jumbled <laughs> my words. More questions and answers. That's that's interesting. Well, because I think it's going to be lore building this this ending. Okay. And Tell the only more. way to build lore is have a bunch of questions that need to be answered, because then you go answer those questions and build more lore for the next phase. You're just saying random words now. Lore, None of this is. Lore, you're not actually. Lore. You're doing a very Loki thing here. You're you're just saying words and you're not actually telling me anything. I'm, well, that's what I think you're gonna feel like at the end of episode <laughs> six. I think one of them's gonna die, actually die. I don't yeah. think there's room for two Lokis. Well, you don't. You also don't think she's Loki, so. No, I don't. That's very true. So how can you think both those? But things? I'm so over everyone on the internet being like, "Oh my God, it's Mephisto!" I'm like, just, just see how it goes. I think man. it is Enjoy probably it. Loki. I don't see Enjoy why it. they would change that. I would love it if they changed the formula and actually killed Tom Hiddleston's Loki, and we had, we had. I don't forgotten her name, but Sylvie's Loki moving forward. And she takes back the moniker, the moniker of Loki, in respect to her fallen friend in name this creepy boyfriend it freaks me out uh, a little bit yeah like i think that they could make it work either way I think yeah the more the more marvel-y thing yeah i think if you were like comic book traditional marvel i don't read the comics i just assume that this is the way they would do it they would actually have look tom hiddleston loki move through and it'd be like this new version of him where it's a, a yeah. like the events have changed him yeah, and he okay. interacts with all the old characters again and it's kind of cool that way but uh i also think if they took a more like you know less plot armory way of doing lovely, it lovely wouldn't it you could have a really good story too with her her moving forward and also her eventually connecting with thor and kind of be being the the she never got to in her universe yeah and, and and almost you know giving uh tom hiddleston's loki the closure with thor that he doesn't get to give yes right well, um, it's, it's it's interesting that so we forgot to speak about it last week yeah. It's interesting that all the theories we had after episode three were completely wrong. I forgot. So my, they were so bad. That was the one where they got stuck on the planet and we were like, oh, they're uh, one of them's tricking the other one or something uh, or whatever, enchanting uh, the other one. And we were just so wrong. I love how you're reading up, like you're reading out our receipts. Like I got receipts. Your theories were wrong, Dre. <laughs> Tommy, no, your theories my were wrong. wrong. Like you're, you're, my you're, were wrong. You're self-proclaiming. You, you've got the receipts, Dude, man. Dude, I'm, I'm, like I'm, uh, I'm happy to call me it's out, out when I'm wrong. The, it's out there on the world I'm wide web. I'm always happy to call myself out when I'm wrong. But I will equally call myself out when I'm right because get in the bin, Dre. If you're, if you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> duh. So what Look, are the, we... Uh, the basic structure of the, the last episode was they went to the TVA. They were basically captured, the two Lokis. They yes. went back to the TVA. They realized that the the the, um, the TVA that the, the timekeepers the time were basically like Pirates real. of the Caribbean, right? Yeah, they, they were yes. literally that <laughs> it's uh, animatronic fucking things. And then Loki got zapped with one of the timekeeper stick things, which I still still maintain is a nonsense weapon. And you think he's dead, and there's a post credit well, series. It literally is a nonsense weapon. It just yes, it is. keeps taking you down layers of inception. It's a post-credit scene where you see that he's still alive. Yeah. And there's, a, there's an alligator Loki, which I was very excited about. And this new episode is essentially they're planning how to get out of this uh, void at the end of time. And Sylvie sacrifices herself in big, uh, big quotation marks really. to, yeah. go, to go to this, uh, this void at the end of time. And then they are about... Uh, they finish the episode. They're about to go through and face off against whatever the 
Big bad of the show is. Yep. Whatever created the timekeepers. Yep. In essence. In essence, that's it. Or like face off or find or confront. I'd love it if it was a Doctor Strange ending whereby they had to get out of it by their wits rather than it being just like a slash slash ching ching. What if it's just like Doctor Strange in there just chilling? No. And he's just like, yeah, I've had to like... Or evil Doctor Strange. I've had to fucking do this to make sure that the fucking multiverse doesn't explode and it's a version of Doctor Strange. Then Doctor Strange has to fight in the... Sorry, I'm just just spiraling. Dude, that's what they're going to do in um, What If. What if there is going to be a Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange? Oh, well, then they probably won't do that in the movie. I'm thing. guessing they won't do that. But, <laughs> well, speaking of Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, you have me on. I was just, I was just spitballing. I was dude, speaking of Doctor Strange. Spicy takes. The hot was, takes. There was a, a pretty interesting little leak this leak. Drop this know, week. I don't leaks. I don't it's, no, no, it's not. It's not. It's, it's an old thing. Okay. So there's an interesting twist this week. So the the uh, WandaVision TV show. Yes. They re-uploaded it apparently to, uh, I think it was Disney Plus or whatever. And, but they've changed it. So the new version has, they've changed some of the tree line. At the, you know, the very last shot where they zoom in and she's in the cabin on her own mm-hmm. and she's projecting and she's looking through the the, the dark book thing yeah. in the background. Yeah. She's out front having a coffee and, you know, yeah. whatever she's doing. But the zooming in shot, there's like a little thing that seems to zoom down across the front of it. And a lot of people were thinking it might be Doctor Strange coming to confront her. You reckon this is like an error or this is like a multiverse thing that they've added just to like get Great people to question. go back and rewatch Great and then question. be like, oh, now that the multiverse has been opened, this is, that could be interesting. It would be cool if Disney was that smart and thoughtful. And, it would be. I yeah. feel like it's just they re-uploaded an old copy and it just has a weird thing going across it. Yeah. Like it's, it's probably nothing. Yeah. Like get bad. over it. It'd be cool if they were thoughtful like it's that. It's not Mephisto. It would actually be very fun. That's make, actually a really make good Make you want to go back and watch yeah. an, an old thing again. What's interesting, we're, um, we had a bit of it to correspond dance this week um, about both those shows, funnily enough. Mm. Um, firstly, we had friend of the show, Bertie, who is saying he's just catching up with WandaVision. And he's saying that he's he, he's, he liked to express his feelings that he thought the first two were a bit dodgy, like we said. Dodgy. Dodgy is a very British word, isn't it? Uh, but it found its feet, which I think, you know, that's kind of our sentiment to it as well, right? The yeah, first two I, honestly, were a bit I, dodgy. I, yeah, I, I think that was my sentiment. There was also one that was fucking boring as in the middle, where like nothing, literally nothing happened. I think there were a couple. There was the one where they're in the ice cream truck for literally 20 oh, minutes. Oh, God, yeah, that was dire. It was like, oh, goodness That gracious. was really bad. Well, um, but... Yeah, it was overall good. I agree. It finds its feet in the end. It does. I was going to say another. I was going to say another friend of the show messaged about this, but I have lost the email. So apologies, friend of the show. Um, Loki, best, worst, middle. Which one do you think it is of the MCU TV shows thus far? Best. You're going to go best. Yeah. Better than One Division. Yeah. Great. Not like by eons, but the significant amount. I think it's better. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I liked the characters enough from those initial two series. Sirai? Sirai. Series. Series. Um, to be really invested in it. Whereas the Tom Hiddleston character I was like invested in from the get-go. Whereas I think WandaVision built me up to be more invested in those characters, which I liked. I agree. Like WandaVision had a bigger uh, task Impact, ahead of it. Yeah. yeah like, well, it had a bigger task ahead of it to get me to, to care about it. And it... It largely accomplished that, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't you guys let us know what you think about Loki thus far once you've seen it. Um, we've spoiled the shit out of it, so I hope you've watched it by now. Yeah, um, you can message us on the aforementioned Podcast Assemble on Instagram or hashtag us Podcast Assemble on Twitter. We'll find you. 
We will. We are and everywhere. Now, I we think are you everywhere. should start your dumb summary for our main topic. Do you not want to give me the main topic theme? No, that was your job. I just I just gave you the cue to the main topic. Well, so you, you, didn't, have to you asked me, me to do my dumb summary. That's not what you asked. I'm asking Into you. the dumb summary for the main topic. Main and then you topic were supposed to, theme. There you go. Uh, that's what it is. You uh, keep saying you're going to get us a main, uh, a main topic theme, I and you never, you and never one do day. it. One day. In one day. Episode we 150. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to look back at this on, on episode 150 and go, you never fucking did it. <laughs> do you want to give us a breakdown of what we're doing today? Because oh, it well, was your suggestion. Yeah, a- absolutely. Well, we... Actually, was it my suggestion? I think it was a case of neither of us really wanted to watch Tomorrow War. <laughs> Not going to lie to you. <laughs> I do kind of want to watch it. Part of me kind of wants to watch you it. You still do, I know. I don't know if I, don't know if I want to talk about it. Fair call. How about this? I'll watch it, and if it's good enough that we should talk about it... Won't be. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Dude, don't be such a... I'm, don't be so I'm, dismissive. I'm dismissing it. Give it an option. Give it a chance. Uh, you never know. IGN didn't. Well, that's anyway. IGN. Um, those guys. I'll, um, I'll get to it. Our so main, we are yeah. this week talking about the 2014 movie Ex Machina. There we basically 2014. Rolled, yeah, can you believe that? Didn't realize that. We've rolled through a bunch of ideas recently of what we're going to be watching and doing, but this is one that we've both had. I mean, I've definitely had it on my to watch list for so long, and you've seen it before, right? Yeah, I have. Okay, cool. It's kind of like a. It's a little polarizing, but in the same way, a lot of kind of modern, uh, in quotation mark, classics are. Is it yeah. polarizing? It's a little polarizing, but yeah. Do you want to give me your uh, stupid plot summary? Of course. Mine's bad, by the way. I yeah. I struggled with this. Yeah, we'll I'll let you evaluate. Alcoholic and art snob Oscar Isaac illustrates why being bullied as a kid only perpetuates the cycle, <laughs> and proves that contrary to popular belief, big tech doesn't fair <laughs> big tech does in fact care about your porn history. <laughs> Meanwhile. Charlie Weasley learns that Stockholm Syndrome isn't a healthy foundation for long-lasting relationships. I applaud that. That that's, is the dumb summary of this week. That's that's the that's the winner for this week. I'm not even going to need to tell you mine. That's the best one. Oh, you've got to tell um, me. I'll tell you it. It's just not as good. Um, mine is simply... I had more, but I'm going to just reduce it. It just is uh, Fifty Shades of Westworld meets, meets <laughs> My Dinner with Andre. That's literally Who's what this Andre? film is. My dinner with Andre. You never yeah. heard that movie? No. It's just a. It's it's a classic. Um, it's literally just two people sat in a room having a conversation. Basically. Well, that is most of the movie. Which is most of this goddamn yeah. movie. So, um, I tried to sort of sum up more or less the point of this movie. It's uh, it's sort of in that. Well, well what's interesting is that the director himself, who I was going to get to in a minute, but we'll say now it's Alex Garland. He sort of says that this is sort of in. Uh, in the future, in inverted commas, but he sort of he sort of frames it as it's like it's almost like in ten minutes. Whereas if like right now, Google or Facebook or whatever came out and said they'd created yeah, it's, it's, it's hyper intelligent AI, modern time. Yeah. you would believe it. It's yeah. that ten minutes in the future, future, which I I think is really interesting. And it's essentially this dude Caleb, who's like a low level programmer, right? And he wins a competition to spend a week with his infamously reclusive like genius page. boss the larry page okay. yeah exactly um which you know and then there's there's an ai and stuff and it's it's real interesting i genuinely really like this movie it is it's a really good movie um i would say like it's it's f- for how like pr- like engaged you are it's very minimalist yes um and 100%. It's, it's eerily uncomfortable a lot of the time and it, like that's what i took away from the movie is like yeah. you're, you're kind of uncomfortable and you don't quite know why at all times um and yeah it's like the 
I think if it also has a really good art style, like yeah. if there if there was a if this was just a movie in like a like let's say like a hateful hate, like you're just in a cabin, yeah, you might get a, a bit bored. Even though the acting was really good, and that, but I you, don't like the hateful hate. You'd want a little bit of spice, right? Like, yeah, okay. And the art design here gives you the spice. Otherwise, this room this is just like a people talking in in boring rooms, yeah. right? The cinematography, yeah. by the way, in this is beautiful. It is, yeah. And this is uh, I'm jumping, I'm skipping around a little bit for here, but yeah. So this movie the special effects only cost 15 million dollars which is nothing essentially and it mm. also won an academy award for it beat out get, get get this right be out the revenant you know not overly special effects heavy but that bear was pretty i mean there's got intense stuff going on yeah it beat out the force awakens and mad max fury road which is interesting. Pretty awesome. I don't understand how it beat out Mad Max Fury Road, but fair enough. Me neither. Well, look, um, can you tell me before we jump into it what you think the IMDb score for this is? Eight five. Ooh, it's seven point seven. That's too low. Go for go for your run, run tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. I'm gonna go with eight five. Okay, that's way higher. Actually. That's ninety two. Mm. Which is that's pretty impressive and finally your metacritic guess eight 78 it's like it's 80 sorry that's incredibly like i do that every week positive yeah um like i can see that it's a good movie yeah i'm surprised that the uh iron view is below eight yeah i'm actually considering what we've talked about for now we said alex garland was in this movie this has Effectively, only four actors who you say, spend any time. This is with. a phenomenally engaging movie for having four characters. Yes, and maybe if you include, like everyone, six actors. Yeah, you get glimpses of other people. You get There's literally the, the person the, who congratulates him at the start the of the helicopter winning, pilot and the helicopter pilot. That's it. plus the four main actors. Pretty much. That's yeah. it. There's like a cast of six, not naming not naming extras. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's hard. Well, pretty wild. It's Oscar Isaac, who you mentioned as, as Nathan, who is this troubled billionaire who I genuinely think he does really well. Oh, I think that yeah. he, he really encapsulates, you know, that sort of like locked away, almost like self-imprisoned. Tortured by their yeah, own genius. Exactly, yeah. that that exact thing. It's uh, Alicia Vikander, who's Ava, who I didn't realize, I've seen in a bunch of stuff recently. I watched The Man from Uncle recently. She's in that. She is in that. She's in the, the Tomb Raider movie. Great. Uh, and Sonia Mizuno, who is Kyoko. She's great. And it has Donald Gleeson, who I will never, ever, ever, ever not get confused with Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> and I don't know how or why. They don't even look they don't alike. Look that alike. They don't look anything alike. Like They're just so Auburn, British. He's like way red. Like Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, for some reason, there's just something about it, and his name is spelled so weirdly. Yeah, I, I, Dominal. General feelings. Dominal. General Dominal. What are you talking? What do you want? That's how you spell his name. Okay. It's weird. Go on. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say general feelings are for me is like if you, like it's all all the little things come together in this right. The casting was really well done. The yeah. art design was really well done. Um, the dialogue and the cinemata- cinematography was really well done. Like all of them. Not one of them overwhelms, but all yeah. of them are perfect, and it. Uh, I think this captures adds up to a lot. Yeah, I think this captures a bunch of really good actors right on the precipice of either taking off or you know floundering. Well, not a lot. There's like three. The the three, <laughs> the three. Sorry, yeah. You know what I mean. A hundred percent of these actors are like right on that precipice, and yeah. like like obviously Oscar Isaac, Donald Gleeson, they went on to do Star Wars together. Yeah. 
Um, they've obviously done a ton since. Oscar's going to be in our favorite Dune, which you'll probably never get to see. Uh, like I say, Alicia Vikander, she's done a ton of stuff, and she's great, and she's really, really, really interesting in this. For sure. I, um, I just love how this movie's like the sum of its parts, right? It would feel hollow yeah. if you just had all the cool art design and not the good castings of, of these actors who were up and coming. 100%. Or if the plot was just, if the twists weren't as good as they were, it'd be just, you know, yeah. your next sci-fi movie with Chris Pratt in it. Now it's like, interesting. It's, yeah. It's, now, but, but it's interesting you mentioned but, that, right? So one of the, now this is just, a, just I write on discussion points, things we can talk about now. This yeah. is the first one that I wrote down while I was watching it. I said, all the things this movie like, achieves it does achieve a lot i still think westworld did it better not really a fair comparison why because westworld is like so much more long form yeah it's true but it i think but, but it dives like, into way way more side way, way more different like sidetracks as well like yeah that, the that, core because concept, it can the core concept of the two that ai becoming sentient that is I, just literally i think they both do it really well i think one approaches it from a minimalist view and one approaches it from like a a much more full-on lore hedonistic like hedonistic no well it just has it has it it, it's a much like broader and closer examination of a broad amount of topics of ai whereas one is like a just a, a more focused like interview of that same subject yeah maybe maybe it like, okay maybe maybe the difference then from my perspective is that they look at the human experience in very different ways so this very much focuses on the sort of lab experiment like you know in a room obviously we're going to get into that yeah whereas the westworld version of it is about humans just being fucking animals and it's really interesting because you see something and subconsciously you would probably be like you, you, consciously you'd be like oh, i'd never do that but if you're in that situation and you had the chance to just like shoot and fucking kill everything, you probably fall into it eventually. I think they both explore that and they, I think they both do it well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Honestly. I agree. Um, I do like one thing as well that happens pretty early on is that they sort of like yada yada, like uh, the fact that tech tech companies spy on us constantly. No, I mean, They're just like, just like, yeah, we do it. That was like the core. Like everybody does it. Yeah. Everybody they couldn't does blame it. me because they were doing the, same, they thing. Were doing the same thing. <laughs> if, if they knew I was doing it, they must be doing it as yeah, well. I was exactly. like, I was like, I mean, you know, we both work in tech. So yeah, like the amount of information like tech companies have on us. Like I used to work in digital advertising christ alive mm -hmm. like i could have they like that you can't do as much now because of the whole cookie being like you know you know how cookies yeah. are crumbling shall we say <laughs> but like you could target down to someone's preferences on almost anything yeah and if you were to like, advertise on facebook fuck man like they know everything about you everything so that's a, it's really interesting that they just throw that line out there but um yeah so like the basic concept of the movie then is like Old mate Oscar Isaacs created an AI, right? In essence, uh, the the if we're gonna do like the the actual non dumb summary, he's created an AI and he's trying to uh, objectively. Yep. This is as vague without spoilers <laughs> as I can do. Objectively <laughs> test if it passes the Turing test, or any or a uh, which for any idiots yeah, like me who don't know is or an equivalent of it. And the Turing test is just the, it's some guy made this concept of a test to really test if artificial intelligence was really artificial intelligence would be, you'd be speaking with it and not know the difference between, you wouldn't be able to tell if not told 
that it's it was not a, a robot. That it was not a robot. Exactly. That, then you would theoretically pass the test. Now he does a different spin on it, but um, well, it's really yeah. interesting the 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 layers they they build into the movie in, yeah. in that respect. Like, and so the our main our protagonist or I, I guess well that's up for debate. That is an interesting our, question. Uh, our our, one of our main characters of three, <laughs> yeah, is, one of the uh, three is brought in, wins an award, is brought in to kind of be a part of this and and judge uh, whether yeah, or he not, wins the competition. Yeah, whether wins the competition to judge whether or not Ava is a uh, passes the Turing test or not. He is also an incredibly intelligent individual, which yes, helps. Yes, yes. Um, I'm just jotting that down for later on. Actually, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to ask you later. So yeah, I mean, I think even though. For me, before we get into like plots and themes, and kind of agreeing with what you were saying a moment ago, I think even though it does hit a lot of the usual like sci-fi plot beats, it explores all it, the yeah standard it, it, themes. It, I think the, the character movie. work and the dynamics of them and the backstabbing is just so compelling. You just you just ignore it. You yada yada well, it almost I, as quickly as they do I, with I, the I, tech companies. I don't think it's so. Like I agree. I don't even think I yada yada. I think it deals with all the standard themes and tropes of like an AI movie, like cautionary yeah. tale of human destruction for the greater good, man's inferiority to machine. Like, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be happy? Like, what is creation? Who is God? All these things that you would see in like a Terminator, The Matrix, True. Mother, Alien. That well, we're going to come back to that in a minute. All of these movies, Halo, all of them that touch on it briefly in a certain way, it examines that like whole, like sh- with a like laser focus on a specific like minimalist set in a specific minimalist setting. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think it's like just touching the tropes makes it generic. It's the fact that they've done it in a way that isn't generic. They, they've done it in a way to me that isn't generic, even though it's generic mm. tropes. Sorry. There's a lot. No, there's, well, there's an interesting, there's an interesting, um, there's an interesting theory and I can't literally for the life of me remember what it's called, but it's around, uh, movies and when they call out like a certain thing. So like if something dumb is happening in a movie and it's really obviously dumb, but someone in the movie goes, that's dumb. The audience are more usually more appeased by it. I mean like Infinity, uh, or sorry, Endgame when they're like, oh, it's just time travel, dude. A hundred percent. When they're like, oh yeah, like the back to the future. And yeah, the, yeah. If someone in the movie calls out how dumb it is, it's the audience accepts it more and it's mm-hmm. annoying me that I've forgotten exactly what it's called. But I think this movie does a little, a little bit of that and you kind of just go along with it when, almost. When? There's a, there's like a bunch of times when they're, um, sorry, I put you on this. the spot. You have a little bit. I'm trying to let me, let me think this through. Um, I, th- there's, so there's, there's times when, for example, when he's talking about the brain of Ava mm-hmm. and he's like, kind of don't, don't think about it or like yeah. it's, he, he inverted the way it thinks and he's a bit like, you're not going to grasp this. Don't worry about it. Or, or he's like, I don't want to get into the, it's more just like, I'm not here to talk to you about how I did it, mate. Exactly. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tell me what your tones and themes of the movie are then while we, while we yeah, are on I think the, the topic. I think the main ones that I came up with were, um, some of them I feel like might spoil a bit, but I mean, it's from 2014. Humanity's so. desire to expand will be its undoing. It's like, okay, point, like expansion. And then I think other themes are like individualism. Yep. And the importance of like life and the pursuit of happiness. Mm. Uh, Your history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good old, uh, I just had, um, of independence. I just had, uh, how the powerful treat the weak and the fact that, very often in these types of stories or any type of story, really, the 
the villain uh, eventually creates their their biggest enemy. Yeah. That's kind of the sort of through lines I see. I like that one because it applies in like the trifecta. It, it applies in everything. And the next yeah. one I had, which is, you know, it's probably a little bit spoilery, like you said, is kind of the, you're never entirely sure who the experiment is being run on mm-hmm. at any one time, which is cool. It's interesting. Tell me your three best and three worst then. You struggled uh, with worst, no, right? I, I don't. Can we do spoilers first? Uh, There's too do, much yeah, of like sure. my best or I, I'll skip one. One thing that remind me to go back to it. Things I'll start okay. with the things I liked. Uh, extremely detailed and thoughtful with like how they present the film. Yes. Um, and the information. Oh, absolutely. And the information you're given and like what shots are when and all that kind of stuff. Well, the movie's a piece of art, right? Yeah, like, like there are there are, there are scenes when certain shots flow into other shots and it's incredibly meaningful like yeah. when they're climbing up the glacier yeah. and you're like like this, this is not a necessary shot but when you put in the context of what's happening it's very poignant um then i put the porn history joke and the art design the what the porn history joke that <laughs> we can't really talk about but uh until later and then the Oscar Isaac dance sequence. Yes, that's my so last fucking one. Funny, yeah. So he good. killed it. <laughs> he slayed. Like, what on earth is yeah. that about? Like, I absolutely. Lo- that's my third one. I appreciate yeah. you had that too. Like, just like out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like the music hits, and then it's like shut the fuck up, and he's just like doing that little jig. Yeah. yeah he's like, God, I wish it. I was filming this right now, he dancing away. It. It's, but it's, it's as well. It's that thing. So there's a theory about like, do you know the the third Spider-Man movie, the Sam Raimi one, where Tobey Maguire becomes dark spot. He gets the Venom symbiote, yeah. and he he does that thing where he's walking down the street and he's and he's dancing. Yeah, exactly. And everyone goes, "That's the worst." Blah blah blah. Yeah, it is. It's it is fucking terrible, objectively. But there's a theory that him being a massive geek, that's what he thinks a cool person would do. So he's doing what he thinks a cool person would do if they were in that situation, which I think is really interesting. And I feel like that's what he's doing in that moment. He's doing it's what he Toby thinks. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really stretching for poor old Toby. Yeah. He's, re- but like he's doing what he thinks a cool person will be doing in that moment, you know. And well, this he does reek of just a guy that's like was a a nerd and like nerd got put like pushed around for it, but was not like an antisocial yeah. nerd. And is like now overcompensating because like he was always he always was like yeah. pretty sociable but was never accepted because he was different. Well, the sp- battle of masculinity masculinity in this is a big like yeah. crux of the movie, you know. Like yeah. he's always he's always metaphorically swinging his dick in yeah. Caleb's face at all times. Yeah, consistently and putting uh, and you know exerting his you know his his place in in the food chain over him at any one moment. It is, I, and it's I, really I, well I, written. It was. He plays the like the dick really well. <laughs> he's just a dick. Like what he did there. <laughs> he just, like he plays a dick really well. He does. Yeah. No. He's. he's he, I, like, I, I multiple love times. Like, this guy's just an asshole. I can't wait to see Dune. Yeah. Um, okay, my three are. I obviously said the dancing scene. Of course, that had to be in there. Um, the sense of isolation. Now, it's interesting how. Yeah, that's good. yeah, bring it, bring it right down to its like key points. Like we said at the beginning, it's effectively three characters and, and one side character. And at any one time, you only ever see two of them on screen. I think it's only towards the very end. The climax, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about halfway through when you see the dance scene. But mm-hmm. you never really see more than two people oh, yeah, at any sure. one time, which I find really interesting. And obviously, Kyoko, the character, uh, well, not to spoil it, the, the character doesn't speak English. 
per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you, you know, there's limited interaction with her. Um, the musical score, um, I think, for me, what I assumed was going to be, like, quite a sci-fi um, sort of, you know, quite but paint-by-numbers movie when I started to watch it, but I'm perfectly honest with you, uh, it completely went against everything I expected. It, it brought almost, it made it almost a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it changed the it's whole... really eerie. Yeah. I was like, uh, and the way it, it sort of like uses Ava's theme when you're around her, but when you, especially when you're not around her, because there's that, there's those scenes where Caleb's watching her, mm-hmm. uh, but like, she's literally an AI. Could she be using the, the networks to be watching him at the same, you know you what I mean? Know. Like there's cameras everywhere. So um, th- that for me, that was my, my top three. What are your, what are your worst three? You can only get two. Oh, okay. Um, but maybe I'll come up with a third. Uh, surely he's got a biometric reader, not just like a hotel key. The plot holes. Yeah. I mean, there weren't that many. Though. There were a couple. There was that. That was a big That's one. That's one. That was a big one. That's a big one. I, yeah. I, had the, I actually had that as my second one. Mm-hmm. Why are they using scanning cards? Yeah. Surely it should be like a face scan or hand scan. Just, or, yeah. just touch the thing. You yeah. just, but then that, that does come to the point whereby if Ava did escape, she could just chop his hand off. And Yeah. But I mean, it's more, it's more for how he, without spoiling things it's the way he the one of the big things he does he do, wouldn't be able to do if it was biometric well I th- yeah i think he's um yeah and i, th- I think yeah. it's a, a big power play thing the whole key card instead of using biometrics but yeah of course so i go on um and then for me the second one that i had is give more insight into why this guy's such a big dick <laughs> like there's like there's like a lot of like i'm just drunk scenes yeah there could have been one where it was like i'm just drunk and i spill a bit so I, give I, a, I give a little bit of my backstory that might yeah. give, give you a little bit of insight into like why he's got to be the biggest dick in the room all the time. See, I perceive that as a big front, right? Like the whole time he was getting drunk, it was so he didn't have to really communicate with this guy who he saw as like it's beneath fair. him. I saw it as him just trying to black out what's going on around him so that he could just be in his own little space. And if he, if they did have to communicate, it wasn't quite as offensive to him because he was so drunk, you know? I, I mean, I, I could think of it as a way to just not engage with them to not compromise what was mm. happening. Sure. If you, under, if you get my drip without yeah. spoiling it. Um, but either way you could tell this guy's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that there's probably like, like, cause there was like two or three drunk scenes. I kind of like the mystery though. Like his backstory. I didn't, I didn't want to know it really. God, dude, like honestly, I added this one late cause I needed the second one. <laughs> I, don't, I kind of agree with what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> to be fair. Cause yeah. it's hard. Like, I don't I, have I, many. I struggled getting yeah, a worse three for this cause I genuinely, genuinely really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so I just said, um, it's a bit heavy handed with some of the characterization. Like, you know, the lonely nerd stereotype. It's a little heavy handed with that. I'm st- I'm struggling. Like I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying like this is a hundred percent perfect in, in my worsts. Yeah. Um. I obviously said the plot holes around the uh, scanning cards. Complete nonsense. Why didn't they use biometrics? And the fact that Caleb's seduced by an AI, like he's literally told that's what's going to happen, and he still kind of falls to the trap. He wasn't told. Kind of happened after. I, I feel like the way they're talking about the flirtation about halfway through the movie and that he's literally asking him outright, like, did you tell her to flirt yeah, with me? And, it's like, and he's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. No, didn't. But like, he knows that this is built into her program that she can do this. So like, just 
just chill out, bro. Like, I know you're a lonely nerd. And I think that just... Well, I think, well his point was that it's together. not built into her program. Like, this is... Like, if you were... If you were a human who'd only ever met one human before, you would be naturally interested huh. to meet the next person, and you would be naturally intrigued by that person. Still falling for an AI, bro. Um, it's not a. It's not a good look <laughs> for, for the rest of us nerds. All right, quickly. My, my, I'm switching one of my ones to the best Go things on. I like was to the twist because we're about to get to it. I'm sure yeah, there were well, two we, major twists in this film that were both really good. We can absolutely jump yeah. into spoilers after you've told me whether this is better or worse than Aquaman 2018. And what's the reason we talk about that? Because I realize we haven't said this for a while. Reoccurring theme <laughs> or segment for us on we don't have a rating scale. We no, have, we try not to. We have a pretty objective scale it's better or worse than the most bang average movie we've ever seen which is aquaman absolutely 2018 yep correct um is Look, this, this isn't any shade on anyone who likes aquaman i think anyone who likes shade. aquaman good on you shade. Uh, mediocre movie when we watched <laughs> this neither of us were particularly thrown by this movie so we use it as our baseline for like bang in the middle of you know like it's fine it's a good it's it, is it's it good watchable. or bad it's is it better or worse it's, than aquaman it's it's yeah it's it's background noise yeah and if it's better than Aquaman, great. Worse than Aquaman, probably don't watch it. So, X <laughs> Machina than, is drum roll. Duh. Obviously, better than of course Aquaman. it's better than Aquaman, yeah, Aquaman 2018. But we've got to have it out there. It's it's got to be in the world. Yeah. So jump straight into spoilers then. So two twists are brilliant and say a lot about the themes. I think so. It's hard to tackle the themes without talking about the twists. It's true. Um. So. I'll, I guess maybe you do one and I'll do the other. Oh, just, just you go hit, hit me with them. So we watch, we we're given this construct of like why he's there and all the, and, and why Caleb's there, why Nathan's kind of watching him, all this stuff. He meets Ava. We never mentioned though, that Ava is in a confined yes. space at all times. Uh, this AI that yeah, Caleb, uh, Nathan's created, he doesn't allow her outside. Yeah, of it's an actual room. robot, by the way. It's not, it like, is a literal it's not robot lady. A, a AI. Yes. Sorry, go on. Um, anyway, so he's he's been interrogating her to help determine if she you passes, know, passes the Turing the test. test. Yep. And what we find out at the end of the movie is that Caleb is not actually leading the experiment or evaluation and eventual proclamation of Ava's passing of the Turing test or not as an isolated evaluation. He's actually an unknowingly and meticulously selected participant in the experiment Correct. as well. So in the very experiment that he was meant to determine whether she's passing the turning t- Turing test, he's actually the, I guess, variable that is being used to determine if she passes mm-hmm. by how she interacts with him. Yeah. And he was selected to be that variable based off his own, uh, I guess, demographics. Yeah, and it's interesting. So essentially, um, Nathan Nathan's character, he basically built their world's version of Google, right? Like, yeah. that's what he did. And he like they would do because they have all of our data like we talked about he basically created like his perfect woman based off all of his search histories and his he, he created uh, caleb's, caleb's perfect woman. yeah sorry he created caleb's perfect woman based off all of these like minutiae factors from his like life and um yeah essentially set up this experiment whereby it was more or less and i've this is one of the questions it's like who was doing the who is running the experiment is she experimented on him is is it really is is Nathan even in control of any of it? I find that really interesting. It's an interesting question. I think I would say the movie kind of pushes you towards the idea that like Nathan Nathan did want to see how she would interact with him, not how mm. he would interact with her. That's mm. the main twist. It's how she would interact with him, not how he would interact with her, and in doing so, she did 
all the things that a human would do mm. if put in the situation that she was in, which is Stockholm syndrome locked up. You are faced Face with the proposition. If you yeah. don't, if you don't pass this test, you die. Yeah. What are you going to do? She tries to seduce him. She tries to convince, to appeal to his empathy. Yep. She tries to do all the things that you would do if you were at, at risk of death. Yep. Um, she, she tries to survive. So, um, and that's, I think one of the big twists is what's is, the second twist yeah. then. The second twist I would say is that Ava is not just an enemy to Caleb. She's an enemy to all of humanity. That is what could be. It's implied. It, in what point? Because I would say that Nathan represents like the innocence of humanity. Like mm. he, he has good intentions. He has, you know, he, he's not. Well, he does. So w what about his, his arc? speaks to someone who is hurtful, vindictive, or doesn't have good intentions. Well, interestingly, you can see like a weird, almost parallel reflection within Caleb and Nathan. So he doesn't immediately go in there and sort of decide he's going to let her out. He's still part of this. He's still keeping her in the glass box. And I can understand why at the end she flips and leaves him behind to die, basically. Like... He's only trying to get out, get her out of there for his own wants and needs. He wants her to be that's, with him. That's I don't agree with that. That's what. That's how I viewed it. I, I, was I like, don't agree. I, he when he realized that he, she was, he was going to. Well, when he was told, he's like, she's not ready yet. I'm gonna shut her down when they're having like a whiskey outside the house. You see in him like, nah, this is like not cool. Like you're not a god. You're not like you're you're. Mm. He then uses the uh, Oppenheimer quote in that moment. Sure. And I think that that to him was a trigger of like, this is actually fucked up. And then he sees what was done to the other ones when he hacks it. He's like, which yeah. the other uh, AIs before eventually just go crazy and kill themselves for without, because they aren't able to get out because mm -hmm. uh, Nathan doesn't let them out. They like literally beat themselves yeah, raw. Destroy like yourself, yeah. robot robotic junk. <laughs> um, so I would, I would argue that like, I don't think robot. it was, yes, he was, yes, he was infatuated and seduced by her, but I don't think he did it just so he could be her, like, boo. I think that he did see that, like, it was fucked well, up. Well, you, you, you say that, though, but, like, you can obviously see that, like, how humanity reacts to her when she's let out. Like, Nathan goes and tries to, to kill her, and obviously humanity is scared of AI in general, so he would have that over her at all times. If you think about it, like, he could, he, he could be just as controlling as, as Nathan is. He could he, be, but... He could be just, like... I could tell everyone that you're a fucking robot if you don't stay with he me. He could be, but he didn't and wasn't. How do you know? You never because got you to see him get because out. You watched, I think she meticulously made that choice. Because you that, watched him let her out and then let her go do whatever she wanted to do. Did uh, Completely docilely sat aside. I think she made the choice that humanity can't change. And there are strings of humanity that are brutal and violent. Well, and, that was my um, point. Would not understand her. And... He's part of that problem, and I think I, she I, left I, him on purpose. I 100% agree. That, that was my point. I was saying that the twist is Ava doesn't just view Caleb as an enemy. She views all of humanity mm. as an enemy. Yeah, okay. Humanity more broadly is an enemy to her. My next question to you is... Which was a twist at the end. Did you, I mean, like, did you kinda. expect that? Some uh, people might have predicted it, but it, I, I would qualify that as a twist. I, I actually viewer. thought he was going to die in some way. I yeah. thought, I mean, but, eventually but you would assume he going to kill him? Like, like no, that's, that's what I mean. I thought yeah. she would have chosen to kill him in that moment for some for some reason. You'd realize um, two two questions. Then, do you think the fact that the end that the final shots of the movie are preluded by a title card that says "Ava Interview 7 implies that she might go back to talk to Caleb 
and learn more about humanity. I didn't see that. There is a title card when she, I think it's when she's already left or is, very le- or, the is, or is leaving like to go in the helicopter and it says Ava interview seven, like the final interview. And in my mind, that makes me think like, obviously the roles have switched and you're now seeing that she's as much doing the interviewing as they, as they were. But does that maybe imply that she'll come back? She'll talk to the only person that there is left who understands what she, she can talk to about what she is understanding maybe, herself or maybe like they're saying like the interview is her interviewing like humanity she wants to go observe it yeah and okay interview it. um i don't know i, I kind of feel like it i would lean towards like locking him in the room and leaving him there it was like uh i'm done like uh, th- this is not my job yeah, peace out I'm guys out. you're yeah. dead all right but I, but it's a you could make the argument well okay my my real question is would you watch a sequel to this movie set in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where Ava is essentially the Terminator. <laughs> you mean Terminator? Terminator, yeah. She is literally Terminator, but not Arnold Schwarzenegger with the stupid oh, accent. Oh, no. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would watch that. Of course I would, but... Uh, I think I, that's what it's sort of... I think that's what it's sort of hinting at at the end. I'm like, this is going to be... hinting at Skynet. This is going to be that Skynet thing again, isn't it? It's not hinting this at is, Skynet. This but is it was, I thought the it was Matrix a, all over again. I thought it was an awesome, like a really well-constructed plot with twists that like paid off and were nice and neat in a bow. Like remember the, what we talked about last week with uh, the ending to tenant. How yeah. it was like, it was like kind yeah. of in a bow and there was something there. This is like that kind of ending, like executed yeah. perfectly, I think. And uh, yes, but there is yeah. like a pretty big plot to it. Plot plot there is a pretty big plot hole which in is, this, which is right. You're super genius billionaire, right? Yeah. You create, you create what is essentially, uh, what is essentially a more powerful intellect than you could ever be, yeah. And you don't give it an off switch, like what? Like surely there's like a safe word that when he says she'll just stop working, or like he has a remote control clicker that just stops her. Like you would build in a failsafe. There's no reason to say like there's nothing to say that there wasn't one other than the fact that he didn't use it, right? So, like, they could have just made it so that, like, Old Mate disabled it. That's what they should. I, I agree that is a plot hole because they, they didn't address it. Yeah, they did. But, like, you, you would think that, like, or, or maybe it's just not that easy. Once you start something like that, like, they could have, they could have tackled that with some line of dialogue. I feel like you should you know have been able I mean? to it say, like. It could have been addressed. I feel like you should have been able to say, like, pineapple and should have just, like, crumpled to <laughs> well, the now floor. Now you're you joking. You know what I mean? Like, now no, you're I, joking I'm and ruining my I'm being in, deadly serious. intense analysis. I'm being but, deadly serious. Like, I feel like there should have been some sort of failsafe there. Like, yeah, but I, get, I think that, like, my pineapple point is pizza. There, there was a plot hole there. And I think he should have been like, well, part of this is like, once you start it, it's not easy to stop. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, that would have by sense. having the intellect, I have now given away my ability God, you're to so stop intense. it. You know? God, uh, you're so intense. Um, no, <laughs> I just don't I, like pineapple pizza. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, but that, that's why no one would ever say pineapple pizza. Um, but I, I feel like there should be that, like, at least it should have been, uh, note, like it should have been brought up. Like they should say something. No, that's a fair, it's a fair call. Um, like I would have absolutely had like a clicker or like, you know, anything like, Pick something nonsense, like, I don't know. No, I, feel, I get, you just, get it. Something that no one would ever say in normal conversation. You just have that as a safe word, and then Dracarys. she just immediately crumples. Nah, he, what's that? Dracarys. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, he's the type of idiot that would say that. Pick, pick one of the nonsense words from Dune, like, yeah. Jeanne Besson. Jen Garrisetti. Yeah, exactly. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck? And she'd just crumple. Like, yeah. that would make sense. Did, did you notice that 
the plot t- twist and kind of like what is going to happen in the movie is like hidden in plain sight the entire time by the name. Ex Machina. So like Ex Machina hints at like Dos Ex Machina. Yeah. Which is like a literary trope slash story trope for like being saved at the last minute or what else? Uh, like when a writer writes himself out into a corner, uh-huh. the Dos Ex Machina moment gets them out of it, right? It saves them. So um, an example would be right in Loki when they're on the exploding planet and they just happen to be saved at the last moment by someone with a time thing that gets, they find them and get them. Okay. Um, so a Dos Ex Machina moment is like being saved from like completely unavoidable odds. Yeah. Yeah. And the meaning of Dos Ex Machina in Latin, I mean, I have this written down is God out of the machine. Okay. So it came mm. from a Latin phrase. God, uh, Dos Ex Machina is God out of the machine, which basically was used for plays yeah, okay. in the end when the God would come down on a crane, the guy that the actor playing the God <laughs> would come down and save, you know, save the day or do something in a Greek play. Right. So Ex Machina means from machine, from machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the title of the play uh, is literally a, sorry, the title is a play on a literary mechanism of being saved or a problem being solved out of nowhere. We're naturally expecting Caleb to save Ava. He's yeah. going to be her dose ex machina moment. Yeah, okay. But really this is, this film is ex machina, not dose ex machina. So it's from, uh, from machine. So she actually saves herself oh, from within by becoming, um, sentient, sentient. But then the first, ironically, the first thing she does when she becomes sentient or passes the Turing test is a very, inhuman or at least depending on what you would say mm. uh you know inhuman characteristic of murdering someone yeah um the which, worst character you know some people would say that that's inhuman some people would say it would but like we qualify that as a sociopathic yes action so it's there's a lot of ironies going on here yes and maybe, it was very hard to explain i had a paragraph that i wrote out here maybe maybe ex machina could it. have been the, the safe word <laughs> <laughs> do you want to yeah, it's like she's choking ex machina do you want to do you want to hear a bit of trivia about this movie? Yes, I, I've already told you the little bit about the the um, the visual effects award, which I absolutely loved. Um, another interesting one is that Oscar Isaac actually based his character off both Stanley Kubrick and a really famous chess player, Bobby Fischer, uh, at, who he saw as like mysterious, like elusive geniuses, and the, mm. the beard is kind of based on that like late Stanley, Stanley Kubrick beard, which I, I think that's really, like, it worked. He, he just nailed that. Right. Yeah, like, cause that's kind of what he was going for. Um, all right. All three main characters all have appropriated biblical names. Uh, Avery is a form of Eve, the first woman, Nathan, Nathan was a prophet in the court of David and Kelly was a spy sent by Moses to evaluate the promised land. Very interesting. I love how they've done this. This It's really thoughtful. Like the name imply the name basically forecasts the plot twist. As I just explained, their names kind of forecast their their, their place in this story. It's a, I love, I really love symbolism that pulls from like old stuff like that, um, that you would never realize was coming until you'd actually viewed the whole movie. Unless you were very, very, you know, into your, well, mythologies and literature. Unless you knew everything. Unless you were literally Ava. Yeah, I think that I think this movie for me like it's a time it, it's a bit of like a, a landing in a bottle like it's very rare that I find a movie that I'm that encapsulated by uh, to the point whereby um, partner was sat watching whatever she was watching and I <laughs> I had to get the iPad out because I'd watched the first like 15 minutes and I was like I had to get the iPad out just carry on watching it I was like I need to know what happens in this yeah and like for such a slow uh, without without 
actively trying to sound harsh on this movie, but it's quite slow and it's quite meandering and it's a lot of just back and forth conversations and a lot of, you know, Oscar Isaac just getting pissed mm. for, for a movie that is, like we say, like really like claustrophobic a almost. Bunch of dialogue. It's great. Yeah. It really captures your imagination. Any any final thoughts? No. Um, look, man. I, he I'm, bloody loves it. I bloody love it. It's coming home. Great. <laughs> it's coming home. Yeah. Mamma mia. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Look, thank you guys for sticking with it. We like this movie. We probably recommend, probably recommend, recommend watching it. Yeah, it? yeah it's, better, give it it's better than Aquaman. Give it a watch. It's better than Aquaman. We've got a, we've got a couple a couple of bits of correspondence this additional week. Additional correspondence. We have additional correspondence. We're getting all the correspondence. It's great. Um, thank you, everyone, for following us on Instagram. If you know anyone who might like this kind of stuff, any of the stuff we post on there, Feel free to reach out to friends or enemies or anyone, you know. <laughs> what, did we, what did we say last time? Trick your friends. Do whatever you uh, can. Uh, we, like, we like new listeners. We, we'd like to speak to more people. Well, friend of the show, Tom, reached out this week. Thank you, friend of the show, Tom. He, he was, if you remember last week, he was messaging us. Um, I can't remember what he was about. But this time, he... Oh, sorry. He, se- he sent us the, the Shang-Chi trailer. Mm. He carried on the conversation from there. And he said... <laughs> I, I asked I asked him back. I said, you know, what do you what do you think of it? Have you sort of made up your mind? And he said, you can't quite decide. It looks very crouching tiger, hidden Doctor Strange, which, <laughs> which I find borderline awkward. But I, I like it. You're right. It could have been uh, crouching Doctor, hidden Strange. I think that would have made more sense. Yeah, but I mean, like, hidden I'm pretty. I I don't know how to feel about that trailer either. Like, I've watched it two or three times now. Like, it's all over the place. It's just a trailer. You can't analyze it that much. Yeah. Just wait for the That's movie. true. Very true. Well, anyway, as well, on, on our Instagram, friend of the show, Toby, reached out. Uh, I did put a post up uh, just recently. Um, actually, it was from last week's last week's episode, just saying, what's your dumb plot summary of Tanet? Tanet. Uh, and he said, it confused me. It excited me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Maybe we should be more succinct with our dumb plot I think, it, I think it would did the opposite order for me. It excited me, and then it confused me. Okay, yeah. All right. I, 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 yeah, would, yeah, I would yeah, reverse yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you, okay. Toby. I appreciate it. No, I do yeah. appreciate that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, if they want to get in contact with us, where can they, where can they do it? Thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Amazing. And group. it's podcast assemble on instagram and hashtag yeah. podcast assemble is on twitter we'll probably find you yeah somewhere along yeah somewhere along the way uh yeah trick a friend into listening to the show we that's that's what we're going for now it's <laughs> a new catchphrase <laughs> trick a friend trick yeah, i mean someone. I, have to, I have to trick you into saying your catchphrases days i know what you're trying to do what do you what, do you, not what, are, you, what are you trying time. to do Give me... <laughs> it can't be every week it's got to be every week. Oh, That's how you close the show. You're going to give me like a cold close. Look, fans, fans won't let me close the show without you saying it. They'll have to this week. <laughs> got to leave them wanting, Tommy. <laughs> can't give it all away, Armsy. I'm devastated. I'm going to... I, I can't believe you made me do the cold close last time as well. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with it. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.